This is Bigger Pockets Daily, where we read you the best real estate investing advice Monday through Sunday, rain or shine. I'm your host, Tyler. And if you like this article, you'll find thousands of others like it at biggerpockets.com blog. But you can't, or at least you shouldn't, be looking at a screen when you're mowing the lawn or driving for deals. So enjoy this show and check out the rest of our podcasts. Just search Bigger Pockets on your favorite podcast app. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app landlord. Managing your finances used to be a pain. It was either useless apps or overcomplicated spreadsheets. But now with Monarch Money, managing your money is easier than ever. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it easy to set up, customize, and use. You can even collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor at no extra cost to get a joint view of all your finances. Customize your dashboard, notifications, and budgets with the tap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show right here will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash bigger for your extended 30-day free trial. How to Analyze a Short-Term Rental From Cleaning to Cash Flow by Dave Meyer Short-term rentals, STRs, have become increasingly popular investments over the past several years. And for good reason. Recent data has shown that short-term rentals have weathered the pandemic better than their hotel counterparts and are poised for even greater growth in 2021. As my colleague Jason Allen wrote recently, 
Rural, mountain regions, and beach lake communities are doing particularly well. A lot of market factors signal that it's a good time to be an STR investor, so now might be a good time to consider the strategy. But if you're thinking about investing in an STR, you need to learn how to analyze a deal property, as it's a bit different than analyzing traditional rentals. The concepts and metrics are the same in the end, but gathering the right data to input into your analysis is a bit trickier, and there are extra factors to consider. When I started searching for a short-term rental a few years ago, I knew that the foundations of deal analysis were essentially the same. Income, rehab costs, utilities, property management, etc. I quickly realized the problem was finding good data. I was unsure how to alter the assumptions I regularly make when analyzing a traditional rental to account for the nuances of an STR. But being the data enthusiast that I am, I obsessively hunted down the best information for running STR deals and walked away with a great deal. Here's what I learned. Revenue. Unlike traditional rentals, STRs have variable income, meaning you don't have a lease with a fixed amount of rent coming in. Instead of being able to estimate rent, I learned that I needed two inputs to estimate my income, occupancy rates and average daily rate, ADR. Occupancy rate equals the percentage of nights per month you have a guest in your property. ADR equals the average price the guest pays for a night in your property. In its simplest form, all you need to do is multiply occupancy rate by the number of days in the month by ADR to get your estimated monthly income. Occupancy rate times calendar days in month times average daily rate equals estimated monthly income. If you are analyzing a deal in a metro area where bookings are consistent year-round, that's all you need to do. You have your estimated revenue. But if you're like me and are considering an STR in a vacation area, mine is in a mountain town, you'll want to get a bit more sophisticated in your analysis and account for seasonality. What is seasonality? Seasonality is a statistical term that measures patterns in data over time. It doesn't actually have anything to do with the seasons. Many STRs experience what is known as annual seasonality. Revenue follows a similar pattern each year. For me, that pattern is a huge spike in revenue during the ski season, December through March, followed by a slowdown in the spring, mud season, April through May. Then I have my best months over the summer, from June through August, followed by another down season from September to November. Because this pattern of peaks and valleys occurs every year, it's important that I factor in seasonality to make sure my analysis is as accurate as possible and ensure I am not at risk of cash flow shortfalls during my slower periods. Estimating monthly revenue. In order to do this, you need to create a table to estimate monthly revenue. If you want to see the rental income chart, it's at biggerpockets.com. Just search for the title of this podcast. You'll find it. I've used my occupancy rate and number of days in a month to calculate my occupied days and then multiplied that by ADR to get my estimated revenue. Having made the table, I have a good idea of what my cash flow will be for the entire year and for the individual months. Seeing the data laid out this way helped me realize that I would need to keep extra reserves on hand during the mud seasons. For a normal rental, I try to withdraw and reinvest excess profit as much as possible. With my STR... I'm a bit more conservative. How to find out occupancy rates. If you're wondering where to get data on occupancy rates, there are two good places. Option one is AirDNA. 
AirDNA is a company that provides all the relevant data you need to run a good analysis of an STR deal. You can see an example of one of their dashboards at biggerpockets.com. Well, not only do they show high-level stats about the market, but they also show occupancy rates and ADR by month, enabling you to conduct a thorough analysis. Prices depend on which market you want to look at, but generally run about $50 to $30 per month per market. Not bad for helping you make a good decision on an investment. If you don't want to pay for the data, it's time to start counting. Go on Airbnb, Verbo, or wherever and calculate these numbers yourself. As you can see, you can figure out occupancy rates by clicking on any property's calendar. If you're going to go this route, make sure you are thorough. Look at several properties that are good comps for your deal and look at their calendars year-round to account for seasonality. But honestly, buy the data from Airbnb and save yourself this headache. So that's it. To estimate rental income, figure out ADP, occupancy rate, and seasonality. Once you have those numbers, you can plug them right into the calculator and start analyzing your deal. Cleaning fees. Another source of revenue is cleaning fees. Some hosts choose to engage in cleaning fee arbitrage by charging the guests slightly more than it costs the host to have the place cleaned. Personally, I don't do this. I just charge what I want to make and make my prices transparent. But if you want to do it, you can enter those numbers into the calculator, which you can see at biggerpockets.com. In order to get this data, it's as simple as just calling around to some cleaning services to get a quote. If you're going to clean your property yourself, then you just put in what you think your time is worth and is a reasonable price for guests to pay. And with that, we have figured out the revenue half of the analysis equation. On to expenses. Estimating expenses. When examining expenses for an STR, the inputs are basically the same big categories. Financing, taxes, insurance, property management, rehab costs, and utilities. You do also need to add one other important category as well. Furnishing. Let's go through these one by one. Furnishing costs. Let's start with the biggest challenge for me. Furnishing. Furnishing my STR was extremely stressful and time-consuming, but worth it. My STR is big, five bedrooms, and I completely underestimated the cost and time it would take to furnish. I kid you not. At one point, I picked up 187 boxes from Ikea. Breaking down those boxes and hauling them to the recycling drop-off took me eight hours. I'm telling you this because I miscalculated my budget by 35%, even though I thought I was being diligent. Luckily, I had built in some contingencies, but I would highly recommend spending a good amount of time creating a furnishing budget for any STR you plan to purchase, then adding 25% to it. There is so much you forget. Ikea, Wayfair, whatever you want to use, just be diligent to add up all your costs. You can be thrifty, but don't be cheap. People want to feel like they're in a nice place when they're traveling. Any durable, nice products for a good value. It's an upfront investment, but it will pay off with good reviews, higher occupancy, and a higher ADR. When you're still in the deal analysis phase, you still should do this. If you know you're looking for a two-bedroom, you can add up the costs of furnishing a generic two-bedroom. Add up kitchen expenses, linens, towels, and everything else. Then add 25% to ensure you account for whatever unique items will be required when you find the actual property you're going to purchase. Do not overlook the furnishing. It's hugely important 
and an entirely new expense that needs to be added to the traditional rental analysis. Make sure you have the cash on hand to properly furnish an STR. Going cheap here will hurt your revenue and diminish your returns. Financing. Financing for an STR is really not that different from other types of deals. Of course, you cannot get an FHA loan or any other type of owner-occupied loan, but for all intents and purposes, you can calculate financing the same for STRs as you would for a traditional rental property. Taxes. For the most part, taxes won't change whether you're using your property as a traditional rental, owner-occupied, or STR. You do, however, want to check what taxes your municipality may levy on STRs. Many towns, for example, have STRs pay an occupancy tax similar to what hotels pay. Others, like the town my STR is in, have you pay a flat annual fee for a license. Make sure to build these costs into your analysis. Insurance. As always, the only way to get a good idea of insurance costs is to call a broker. Do that! STR insurance can be a bit higher than other forms of property insurance. When deciding if you want to use a property management company, more on that next, check whether they offer any type of insurance. My PM company offers damage insurance for furniture and the contents of the house, which definitely comes in handy. Property management. This is a big deal with STRs, and coming from self-managing my other rentals, it was a big change for me. But I have to say, I love it. I hired a full-service property management PM company that does all the interactions with the guests, coordinates cleanings, handles maintenance, sets prices, restocks things that break, applies for and maintains my licenses, prepares my tax documents at the end of the year, and more. It's great. But of course, they charge me a lot for that. I pay about 20% of revenue for this service, as opposed to 8 to 12% for traditional property management, and PM fees can actually go up to 40%. Prices are coming down due to increased competition in the market, but I recommend Googling and calling around to get some quotes. Reviews are everything in the STR game, and if you are going to hire a PM company, guests are essentially going to be reviewing the PM company's performance. Remember that you get what you pay for and pick a good company. Rehab costs. There's no difference between rehabbing an STR and another rental. Since Bigger Pockets has tons of great content on how to estimate rehab costs, I'm not going to go into that here. My only piece of advice, go durable. The wear and tear on an STR are higher than in a rental. Buy stuff that will last, even if it's more of an upfront investment. It will save you money in the long run. Trust me. If something can break, an STR guest will find a way to break it. Repairs and Maintenance Double what you think you're going to need for repairs and maintenance, just to be safe. While the majority of guests are good people and mean well, people use STRs hard. They're on vacation. They want to party or cook an overly ambitious meal or disassemble a retaining wall to build a fire out in wildfire country in the middle of a drought. Who knows what they do in there? Get used to it. It's just the cost of doing business. 10% of revenue should suffice in most cases. I reserve 15% because my house is definitely a party house. Utilities. Utilities, unfortunately, cannot get passed along to tenants, as is common with traditional rental properties. You'll need to Google or ask your property management company for insight into how much utilities will cost. Estimate high. People are on vacation. 
Sometimes they want to watch TV while sitting in a hot tub while running the air conditioning with the doors open. You can't stop them. Putting it all together. Now that we've gone over how to estimate your revenue and expenses, it's time to analyze the deal. And lucky for you, you can use the calculator I made to do this in under five minutes. You can find the calculator easy at biggerpockets.com. Again, just search for the title of this article. Taking on this new strategy was a really interesting process for me. But I'm so glad I did it. My property has been doing really well, generating great returns and staying really hands-off because I hired a full-service PM company. I also think it came out looking great. I hope you enjoyed today's article. Remember, you can find thousands more like it at biggerpockets.com blog. And you can unlock new tools by creating a free account at biggerpockets.com. And for another fresh perspective on real estate investing, join me right here tomorrow.